Welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Except this time, we said, hey, you want to take part with us? So we asked all of you for stories a couple episodes ago. We've been hearing a lot from people via email and Twitter and Facebook, really wonderful messages that have really warmed our hearts about how the the show has influenced your lives. And... Those messages have really made this unique time uh, a lot better for me and for Ross. And we we also have been hearing from tons of people who are having a really tough time right now. So are we. And we thought hearing some uplifting stories might be a nice break for a minute. So we asked you guys if you wanted to send in audio clips of you telling stories about how the show's impacted your life. A couple dozen people did that, and we got to listen to these amazing messages that you're about to hear now. We'll probably do this again in the future, uh, so don't worry too much if if you didn't get it in. But I do want to give you um, a heads up about what kind of stuff you'll be hearing about. So we've got a lot of very touching stories, but sometimes the arc of the story goes from really tough stuff to pretty hopeful stuff. Um, so that tough stuff might include things like high control groups or thoughts or actions uh, regarding self-harm. So if you're if you're not in a place where you want to hear that, maybe skip ahead to the next one. If you are, though, uh, you're about to hear some really wonderful stories of, of hope and encouragement and coming through some really dark shit. And we're really proud to be part of your guys' lives and really, really touched and honored to take uh, a part in the stories you're about to hear. Here they are. Hi, Ross and Carrie. Hey, Ross and Carrie. Hi, Ross and Carrie. Hey, Ross. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Ross and Carrie. Hey, Ross and Carrie. Hey, Ross and Carrie. Hi, Ross and Carrie, is it? I use he, him, his pronouns. She, her. And I use they, them pronouns. You can probably tell by my accent I'm from Scotland. And I'm hailing from Australia. Yes, I promise we exist. My week is made. When you make your podcast, your show has changed my life. So growing up, my parents were pretty religious. I was brought up in a super religious evangelical Christian household. I grew up fundamentalist Christian in a very rural part of the southern United States. So I grew up Christian and I'm now atheist. I'm sure you understand. I was raised in a sect of Bible-based evangelical Lutheranism aka sexist and bigoted, but with a drum kit on stage and a disturbing metastasis into surrounding towns. Son of a pastor in a Pentecostal church. Only in my case, I was the pastor's son, but in the Mormon church. I was born into the IDMR, otherwise known as the Institute of Divine Metaphysical Research, back in 1992. I was raised Seventh-day Adventist and bought it, believed it, 100% in. (laughs) I really love those esoteric stories about UFOs, ghosts, strange cults, and whatnot. When I was 9 to 12, I watched a lot of alien documentaries and read a lot of extreme spiritual claims and watched world government conspiracy videos, the works. I was trying everything. 
We used homeopathy and other alternative medicines and essential oils, everything like that. My general practitioner doctor was a homeopathic doctor. I grew up with an anti-vax mother. I felt a distance from traditional ways of learning in a school setting, not often built for the autistic brain. I became desperate and turned to homeopathy. I was coming from a place of losing both of my children to suicide a year and a half apart. I was a senior in art school when I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and was forced to drop out. Nothing mattered to me. Finally went to a mental hospital for suicidal ideation before I was willing to leave the church. They preyed on people with no place else to go and kept them in the church by making it their only place to go. A spiritual and magical world out there that just happens to be very hidden and extremely exclusive. Stories I really liked growing up were the ones that talked about gods and magic. There was a time when I believed these stories could all be real, but that fell away from me as I got older. I truly thought for a while that my disbelief in these stories meant I could no longer enjoy them. A few years later, I experienced severe insomnia that lasted months. At the time, I feared that I was losing my mind. Personally, I was afraid to tell anyone about my experience with homeopathy and the psychologist. I had no way to reconcile myself with my religion, and it led to a lot of trauma. I had severe anxiety and panic attacks and lost a lot of sleep because I was genuinely afraid I was going to be punished. Even after all that, it was still terrifying to consider the church not being true, mainly due to what it would mean to my family and social circle, which is a common theme, but also what it would mean to my eternal soul, as I still thought at the time, if I was wrong. Because religious PTSD is real, and it is insidious. What if the Bible wasn't true? And that means that that verse that made me feel so guilty on top of everything else there was a way out and I just wasn't seeing it. There's this existential crisis that I was going through, trying to understand what was going on and where was my place in the world. I'd study church doctrine, history, and all that stuff on my own time because I was just simply really curious and I really liked being the guy that, you know, maybe I don't have the best answer in the world, but I have an answer to any question that seems to come up. He claimed that his treatment method was far above conventional psychology and medicine, and that he could cure me for $2,000. reason I wasn't interested in men is because I was gay. I was finally able to grasp things about myself I had never thought to challenge before, one of the most important being that I was trans male. And this was especially difficult for me because I am both transgender and bi. I came out as bi, but still tried to live as an active Mormon. <laughs> Out and proud by a person and believing Mormons, very difficult. But then I was recommended to your show, I believe after the Adventure Zone balance ended. Around this time, I ended up listening to Onrek, which I thought would have a lot more ghosts. I first discovered your podcast through my endless search for any and all things about Scientology. This was the same podcast I had ever gotten into, and I loved it from the start. I found your podcast after someone mentioned in a conversation about Purium. I was so close to buying it. When I found you guys, I was immediately hooked. I found your show through Maximum Fun. It sounded very interesting to me, and without hesitation, I began to listen to your show, as I do with all of the podcasts I get into, in its entirety, back to front. I thought you guys were cool, as far as atheists go. Your podcast broke through, 
and gave me hope that there is still something to explore, something to learn. The short investigation on conversion therapy really hit hard for me as a bi person. As I listened to Ross and Carrie's Mormon investigation, and then their other investigations, I eventually got to Scientology, and I thought, ooh, this'll be fun. Uh, but as I listened to it, I realized that, oh shit, I think I might be in a cult. When I listened to the Mormon episode, it was strange to hear, specifically hearing Carrie talk about those who identify as women mourning over not having husbands and children and they were single and just pining over that and how Carrie thought that was so sad. And at the time, I was shocked. Your podcast really helps me put into perspective just how bananas my parents' beliefs are, and I find a lot of comfort in that. And I have almost entirely stopped having nightmares about the rapture. At 1 Corinthians 10.13, F that verse, and F all the time I wasted, and the worst of the health issues, wishing to just die because I knew that the afterlife would be better. And recognize that the problem wasn't me, but it was the religion that I was a part of. I realized that it was okay to be skeptical, that it was okay to question uh, my upbringing. It was okay to no longer subscribe to that way of life. There was people on my side that thought similar to me, that I am not necessarily the crazy one, but I'm simply leaving a very crazy and messed up situation. But listening to you guys examine your experiences and methodically go through your thoughts and feelings about things, it helps me do that. And it sort of connects these different parts of myself. By approaching non-conventional treatments with a critical but open mind and sincerely trying to understand why people may believe things that others would quickly dismiss as nonsense, you not only humanize the issues you investigate on your show, but open the door for understanding and connection. I feel like I would have really struggled to continue to listen to this show if it had been coming from a place of mean-spiritedness. Ross and Carrie have enthusiastic curiosity. Not only did that make me root for them as a listener, but the curious perspective they shared and the questions they asked helped me validate my own right to question. And I realized that if you guys can be direct and honest and caring with someone you've often just met, then I'm not giving my mom enough credit. A friend of my dad's was telling me how he was healing his stage four cancer with Reiki, and it took everything I had not to shout at him, honestly. So I really admire you guys for being so patient with people. Ross and Carrie have taught me that it's not some super strange thing to be interested in more spiritual topics, and it's especially not a one-way ticket to a cult membership. You two are just <laughs> so positive and and have um inspired me to be more understanding. <sighs> and more self-critical. It's just been a blessing. I'm also very autistic, and um, your podcast, even when you talk about, like, spooky stuff, has been, like, a major comfort to me, a major consistency in this crazy world. Also helped me, like, learn and understand about so many new things. Because of your podcast... 
I've gained greater understanding of my own beliefs and behavior, which was the first step towards forgiving myself. I am in therapy and take medication. I no longer need to chase a cure or always spend money on the next thing that would fix me. After a bit more thought, I sought out the help of an actual licensed mental health professional instead of someone from my church. Cognitive behavioral therapy and daily processing sessions with excellent therapists are what finally helped me break through. But ONRAC was invaluable in paving the way for me to reframe my thinking, and I will always be grateful for that. ONRAC gave me the push to get out of an unhealthy religious organization. You both opened my eyes so much and forced me to see that those things were not really what I needed, that I was doing anything to fill a void that maybe did not need filling. In early 2017, my dad passed away suddenly, and not long after, I started listening to your show. Listening to your show has kept me feeling connected to him in a weird way. He would have loved the ancient alien episodes. They are fantastic. For the first time in years, I'm able to enjoy researching religions without fear instilled in the back of my mind that I'll be drawn into something dangerous. I can actually show my genuine enthusiasm. And I want to share my story to let you know how the work that you do has made a significant impact in my life. It's helped me have a better understanding of the importance of communication, honesty, and the real cost of the kind of ideas that people write off as harmless but have far deeper consequences. I've learned to be okay with not knowing what will happen and focus more on now. That there's truth and laughter to be had along the way. And I'm so grateful that every time I feel overwhelmed, you know, oh, I can just um, <laughs> scroll back to their year of investigation or fucking and just start listening to it, listening to it from the beginning share on their show oh dova i'm doing a recording i know but i I love you but you gotta just shush shush for a minute sorry that's my cat dova she's also a fan i have four pet snails i don't know if that interests you at all but they're really cute sorry my cat will not sit still (laughs) on rack taught me how to respectfully navigate conversations and circumstances that would have been tough to handle on my own the show also introduced me to a lot of helpful resources and how to be proud of my critical thinking. So I'm very grateful for you guys modeling this way of interacting with different belief systems for me. Uh, I think it's made a huge difference in the life of my mom and our family. Onrak has made me better interrogate my own thought processes and belief systems, given me tools to understand others better, and helped to shape me into a more empathetic, curious, and critical person. I could put energy into making myself better by using critical thinking. From listening to your podcast, I've come to to realize that desperation has the power to override critical thinking, and that perhaps many of us are susceptible to falling for these kinds of quick fixes given the right circumstances. And those times that the Holy Spirit put something on my heart, it turns out that's my inner voice, and sometimes I'm pretty smart. I started to recognize through listening to ONRAC what falsifiability was and how the responses I had been indoctrinated with didn't allow for falsifiability or even pursuing contradictory evidence. I started to truly understand the process of learning and critical thought. I was able to learn and grow. For the rest of my life, I will always have the memories of listening to your show and 
Finally, understanding what it means to look at yourself and look at the things that you know and confront them and think of them reasonably. So listening to all of Ross and Carey's investigations has helped me realize that I can laugh at the situation and some of the crazy things that I believed and that I helped perpetuate for so long. And there are actions that I can take as an individual to really take those teaching skills I developed as a religious person and use those skills to remind people to think critically and to challenge their beliefs and to not always accept the status quo. To anyone who's trying to help a loved one who's engaged in fringe thinking, all I can recommend is compassion and helping provide exposure to other ways of thinking. Even if it doesn't have anything directly to do with the fringe thinking they're engaged in, the more exposure to different ways of thinking, the more it'll help them engage in critical thinking. I'll never forget the way that your show nudged me towards truth and critical thinking and always kept me empathetic towards the people I care about a lot. It's finding common ground with someone and working from there. I'll always be grateful to you both and for the kind way that you ask people to look at why they believe what they believe. I am just so thankful to have folks like you who are compassionate and kind and pursuing truth and honesty and science in a wonderful and entertaining way. And also, you're just fucking funny. You're really fucking funny. (laughs) It's nice to have two smart and funny people on my side. So thank you so much for putting out such great content. And listening to Ono, Ross, and Carrie gave me a sense of community when I didn't have any. Hearing something Carrie said that would make me laugh or just listening to Ross's voice would sometimes be really calm. And I hope that isn't creepy, but I just wanted to thank you guys personally for providing a show that I could turn to in times when I maybe felt a little more alone. Thank you both so much for what you do. It's such a service. I feel more intelligent, more informed, and now I have the ability to realize that I don't have to pay someone to make me feel better all the time. I just wanted to let you know that you also inspired me to eat better. Now because of Carrie, I'm considering switching tracks and going to school for journalism. Onurak taught me how to examine the claims made by my church, and it ultimately gave me the motivation to move on from it and into the next chapter of my life, which I truly believe is going to be a lot more positive. Thank you, Ross and Carrie. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep up the good work, Ross and Carrie. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you, guys. I love the moment at about 44.14 in the Dr. Jeff interview where Carrie just calls him on all his bullshit. Carrie, you're my hero. Ross, you're great as well. Thank you guys for everything you're doing. Keep up the excellent work. Thank you. There's not really a non-binary word for fan boy, is there? Uh, Thank you so much for all you do. I just want to say I would have loved to have taught Ross and Carrie as missionaries. I've read a ton more books. My Goodreads to be read pile is never ending. Thanks for that. And I just want to say thank you so much for that and keep doing what you're doing, please. Thank you again. I love you guys so much. Take care and all the best. So thank you, Ross and Carrie, for the difference you made in my life. Thank you both so much for your amazing show and being such an inspiration. Thank you. You tackle every subject with this uh, sense of wonder and this warm 
lighthearted humor that I just cannot get enough of and I so, so appreciate. I honestly don't think I'd be where I am today without your show. Thanks, guys. So thank you for letting me realize that I'm not alone, that it's okay to be a sinner and keep doing what you're doing. Stay safe out there and keep those scammers on their toes. So thank you again. And I hope y'all are staying so safe and healthy. Thanks and take care. Thank you, Ross and Carrie, for being my light in the darkness and bringing me hope again. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for what you've done and continue to do. I hope you're well and take care. Much love from Australia. I appreciate you both. And owl, owl, owl. I'm just really glad they go out there and do all these things so that we don't have to. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Ross here at the end. And, uh, well, thank you. Thank you to everybody who sent in those stories um, for all the kind words. I know it was really helpful for us to hear them. And uh, hopefully it was helpful for you as well just to hear a little bit about how the show has resonated with other listeners. Uh, So thanks again. And if hearing this made you want to share with us, uh, of course, that's always welcome. Feel free to email us, uh, info at onopodcast.com. And that's it for this episode. As always, our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Uh, Carrie did an excellent job of kind of organizing these uh, messages. And thank you to Victor Figueroa for editing. Ian Kramer is our administrative manager. You can find and support us at MaximumFun.org. And remember, in the words of Philip K. Dick, Reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases, I ask them questions, they're good ones, and then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I don't know how to fix mornings for myself. (laughs) I do not know how to make mornings okay for myself. So the t-shirt, I don't do mornings, isn't even a funny shirt. I shouldn't get it for you. It's sad. It's a sad shirt. Yeah, it's a sad shirt with tears flowing. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.